Following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. guys welcome back to cowboys break presented by miller light the only beer of the dallas cowboys i'm here joined by nick and brian Derek is out for today but we finally got stuff to talk about on the show uh a lot of recent news that have happened yesterday was a pretty busy day for the cowboys and i think maybe the best way to start the show is just kind of go through the timeline of events um we'll start off with the guys that the, guy, uh, the the Cowboys have signed, and then we'll get into the guys that have kind of parted ways or the reports out there that they're moving mm-hmm. on and going to other teams. So let's start off with Mr. Donovan Wilson. Big, big signing for the Cowboys. Uh, they decided to offer him a three-year deal, and he's staying here in Dallas. Uh, what do you guys feel about this move? I like it. I think it's a real good move for for um, them and for him, and and also more than anything, you know, he's a guy that gets around the football. I tweeted that yesterday. Not many guys in the league can, can you know do what he does. Seventy five tackles plus. He had a hundred tackles, but like you know, he gets interceptions, he gets sacks, he gets uh, forced fumbles, fumble recoveries. But what I love the most about him is that he brings the swag, he brings the toughness. He's not afraid of anybody. Gets a few penalties now and then, but for the most part, he plays with a really aggressive style, and I think the Cowboys need that. So I think that, that's a big part to have him back. Yeah, this was one of those when Nick and I were like at the Super Bowl and then the Combine, and then you, you were kind of getting the feeling that there really was a pretty wide gap between what the Cowboys were going to be willing to offer and then what uh, you know what what Wilson wanted, and I know the more that uh, that you would kind of work through to this day of yesterday, well of yesterday, and them getting it done, you just kept hearing about Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. You know they're like, we need Donovan Wilson back. That was one of those, you know, when they when they go back when they when they started to really evaluate where they needed to be for 2023. The first name you kept hearing was Donovan Wilson. Donovan Wilson. And, you know, I, I really do believe that there was that gap there. And the Cowboys, Adam Pacifica and those guys did a really good job of taking the coach's wishes and pushing that thing as far as they could push it to get this thing done. You know, they, you know we, we give, I mean, I give the Cowboys a lot of grief about some of the off-season, the, you know, the signings or lack of and all that, and they always like to sign their own guys. Mm-hmm. But this was one of those signings where I kind of went, yeah, this made a lot of sense, and I think it got really pushed through because the, the, the staff really wanted him, and they, you know, the vision for the player. And, again, I give the cap guys a lot of credit for getting this thing done the way they did, because it, it was it was a it was a pretty significant gap between them and and the Cowboys when this thing first started. Yeah, when we talked about it last week, we we were mentioning that it, 
we all would like to have him back, but we're, it seems sure. very difficult for yeah. a guy like him to probably get the money that he would be making. Do we have the amount of kind of how much that w- was? It three years, twenty four million dollars. Yeah, I don't, and I think it's, it's like going a two year deal is really what it is. But yeah, yeah. It, it it can get up to twenty four, but yeah. I think a lot of things have to happen. He has to make like career numbers and interceptions and all that kind of stuff. I think it's really more of a seven year deal, but but a seven year per um, million per year, but. You know, you look at the guy. Was it Bates from? They got a big deal with Jesse Atlanta. Bates. Yeah, it was like fourteen million or yeah. something like that. And I, that's what you're saying. I think yeah. that that Wilson's, you know, camp thought that that maybe you know he was going to be in that range. And you know, he he had a chance. I think he was an alternate for a Pro Bowl. He was up there. You know, he had a chance to 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 go to that, and that probably would have helped his cause for the negotiation. But you know, a good player brings a lot to the you know defense and toughness, and and I think I think they they really needed to have that three headed monster back there at safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everyone's happy here with this yeah. signing. I think that was the one. Sure. Well, that was the one. I mean, it was a day for me of surprises. Yesterday was a day of surprises when they you know they get that done. You're going to talk about the Vander Esch. I, I mean, talking to people around the league, I kind of felt like that was a 50-50 proposition at best. They were There was a couple of teams involved, the Chargers, the Steelers were involved. So, again, uh, you know, the, the front office, uh, give them credit. We usually say oh, they sit on their hands and they don't try. And, you know, they, they're, you know they, Vander Esch was a very important player to them last year. Uh, Wilson was an important player, and then you know the trade that they were able to make to a guy that could still play at a very high level. I said they had a pretty damn good day, uh, you know, trying to help mm-hmm. their football team. Well, let's go ahead and jump into the Van Der Esch deal. Uh, pretty interesting how everything has turned out for him. He gets drafted by the Cowboys, has a very nice rookie season. Then every year, because of the injuries, he kind of goes down. Um, as far as performance, then it gets to the fifth-year option that they don't give to him. He kind of goes and tests the market. Turns out he ends up back here with the Cowboys uh, on a on a one-year deal. And last year, he did a really, really good job. And now he's offered a two-year deal to stay here in Dallas. Uh Another surprise. You talk about surprises. Yeah. That was surprising to me, but I think he he did deserve it. And just want to hear your thoughts on kind of like what he brings back to the Cowboys and, and this whole deal, just having him here again with this defense. Uh, I think that he he's um, he thought he was going to get a lot more money for the second year in a row. I think yeah. he thought he was going to get more money. So I don't know how happy he really is with the deal. I mean, I'm, yes, he's happy to be back with the Cowboys and all that. But I think you know the, there's just a disconnect on what mm-hmm. maybe – they think that his market is and then what the Cowboys like and other teams. I think other teams honestly are afraid of the injury. The, the I, that's injury. that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And pre-draft, there's teams that failed him on the physical. You know, I mean, there were... Before he, he was drafted. Before he was even mm. drafted. And so what happens is teams have this, okay, these are the problems that we run into that won't even let us draft this player. So there's teams out there that won't even touch him even though he's played and played at a high level there's teams that but there's also the same teams will say well misses games Mm -hmm. he's missing games oh what is it oh well it's a shoulder oh it's a stinger oh it's a neck oh it's this see so that that's their justification 
you know, of why they don't. And, you know, to the, for the Cowboys, they understand what he is. They understand his, his uh, you know, the, the great things he, he can do. They also can live with the fact that they're going to deal with potentially the stingers, the neck, the back, and other things, the shoulders, the things that, you know, could set him back two or three games. Yeah, with, with Micah Parsons playing the way he does and where he does, and he's all over the place, and, and I, you need Leighton Vanderish, you need that stability at inside linebacker. Um, you know they they don't have a lot of linebackers on this roster. Um, I, I was looking at that before he signed. I mean they only had like four guys, and one of them is really a pass rusher in Micah Parsons with Jabril Cox, Damone Clark, and Devin Harper. I mean they, that's a young, inexperienced linebacker. So I think it was important to get Leighton in there, and and you know and if he's a little. A little salty about the deal, which you know, and he always carries a chip on his shoulder. That's that's great. He plays well like that. So well, I, at I, least he was smiling on the picture that he was, was taken with him signing he the was contract. Smiling. He yeah. was smiling. He had a nice smile. Yeah. Well, he he. The, I think he had a couple of options. You know, from talking to people around the league, he had a couple of options, I believe. And the Cowboys were, you know, I mean, he's he's played here. Uh, you know, he has familiarity. You know, with Dan Quinn, you know, with what's going on with the defense, he's he's a big part of how well they played defense last year. And Nick's absolutely right. You, you, this I know from a fact. We're we're about to do the draft show after our show here today. This is not a very deep draft when it comes to linebackers. You know, the Cowboys. You know, giving the extra year. You know, giving maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. To get him to sign back here is a big play on their part. That's reading what's going on in the draft. You know, that, hey, we might not. I mean, they've got young guys that are really, I mean, we've talked about Damone Clark. We've talked about Jabril Cox. We, the, these guys are yet to show what, they, what they're capable of doing. I think there's been some flashes, but I don't know if necessarily it's the point where you're saying, okay, let's throw them out there and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch your, uh, if you watch Clark play, without Vander Esch, he looked like a totally different player and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. He looked like a guy that was, wait a minute, you're not telling me, Anthony Barr, what this formation is going to do? You know, you're not telling me where to go? You're not, you know. Leighton Vander Esch was the one guy in that defense that everybody looked up to and you know, and 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 kind of that, if you want to use the old phrase, the glue of what was holding that thing together. Now, real quick, you mentioned Nick the whole like maybe he could possibly be a little salty with the deal. We don't know that. Yeah, we don't know that. Yeah. Um, He's fine. But but <laughs> I was gonna say, what what do you think is the difference uh, this year compared to last year, where he kind of did go into the market? The free agency officially starts. This afternoon at 3 p.m., mm-hmm. um, of course, legal tampering has been happening since Monday. Uh, what, you, what do you think is the difference this year versus kind of last year where they did decide to kind of test I, the waters? I think last year was a little unique, and, and it, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but from what I was told is that there was one team that was really sold on him all the way, and that where he was going there. And then at the last second, the chair kind of got pulled out from under him and, and they signed another player and then that he was kind of left holding the bag and so he had to come back to the Cowboys and you know and he, and he had a really good season this year I don't think it happened like that um, I think that they thought the market would be a little higher and you know it, it starts 
It's supposed to start Monday with all the discussions. I'm sure it starts back at the combine and it, after does. it starts earlier yeah. than that. And those agents talking to him, so they kind of know what the number is. And so you know, I, I think that. But but also, like Brian says, I think he sees the fit here too. Yeah, he sees the fit with Dan Quinn, and he can play with Micah Parsons. He can play with you know. Now you can play with the secondary. That's pretty damn good. I mean, the secondary is now starting to get. I mean, starting to look pretty good. And this is before the draft. Yeah. Well, then yesterday they made a trade with the Colts. Uh, they traded a fifth round pick uh, in exchange for cornerback Stefan Gilmore. He's a guy that has experience, a lot of experience, uh, a veteran guy that. And and we were talking about this, Brian, before the uh, the break. You know, the picture that was taken with Micah Parsons mm-hmm. and Trevon Diggs that they're just kind of happy with and wanting the jersey and all that, and now they have him as a teammate. What does this type of addition mean for the Cowboys? Well, let Brian start with that because you, yeah. you studied him a lot even when I we, did. we played this, the Colts. Yeah, this is something – this guy can still play. And, you know, when you start to talk about he could play inside, he could play outside – uh, the, he can match up with the tight ends. That's something that he's, you know, big wide receivers, uh, smaller wide receivers. It kind of doesn't matter. This guy, you know, he's not going to get uh, he's not going to get taken advantage of. Sometimes you see these corners and they they can't play a certain they can't play a certain side. They can't play against certain players. They you know when you put them against quick guys, they kind of lose their their way. That this guy's not that way. I mean, he 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 wants to play off. He wants to break on the ball. That's kind of his game. He had an interception last year in the Dallas game. Had five targets thrown at him, two caught. You know, he's like a fifty percent when it comes to targets to catch uh, ratio. He's you know one of the top if you believe in the metrics and those things. He's one of the top cornerbacks in the league. I think the top six when it comes to you know uh, uh, being able to play uh, pass defense. But he's got really good in- instincts. His ball skills have always been excellent with him. He's a physical cover style of a corner, and you know that's something when you start to talk about maybe digs on the other side, Gilmore on the other, and then they could play a little bit more of uh, that that uh, man coverage, get up on somebody, bring Parsons, bring pressure, now play on the outside and be. This is this is a big big upgrade for the Dallas Cowboys, and this was one of those that we thought the upgrade was going to come through the draft. Mm-hmm. And it still might. It's still it still might. Even and you know you look at, you know you look at uh, you know what that they've been able to to do and you know I, I think this is the end of you know of an Anthony Brown guys like that you know we'll see what happens with Jordan Lewis uh, because Deron Bland has shown that he could play inside he could play outside so right now as as Nick mentioned th- this is a group that can match up with you lock you down. And then be able to sick that pass rush on them that uh, they want to do. You know what? What I like about the you know that that photo that you're talking about with with Gilmore and um, um, you know Parsons and Diggs is that you know here here are young guys that they know who the good mm-hmm. player is. You know they yeah. they have uh, ultimate respect by that. And I I would imagine Micah Parsons is not letting the jersey go to just anybody that's asking for it. You yeah. know he needs to be. You know, you get some value for it, and, and they obviously see that. So, you know, a lot of high, high respect there. And I'll say this to anyone that says, well, if he was so good, why would he give a fifth-round pick? I do remember the Raiders trading a fourth-round pick for Randy Moss to, to New England, and he still had plenty of the years left. He was still yeah. setting records in New England. So sometimes 
just getting them off your your the books and and off you know payroll. And, and they're just ready to move on and also help the player, and you just get what you're going to get for him. It's, well, he's probably going to cut him. Anyways. Yeah, new coaching staff in you – know, same general manager, new coaching staff in in, in, uh, in, Indianapolis, in Indianapolis. So, yeah, it's – but, yeah, I mean, it's a compensatory five. It's not – I mean, you're not giving up the 26th pick of the draft to go get a guy. You're giving up a, a pick that you got for losing somebody, a Cedric Wilson in free agency. Or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. That's what you're getting. You're giving up to go get a guy that could still play at a high level. I was talking to my guys, my gang of seven around the league. They're super positive. About, like Dallas went and made a nice trade here. This is one of those that kind of when you look at the salary, the level of play, the experience. I've heard nothing but good things about. I guarantee you the friendship that Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick have. Jerry Jones probably before this trade was made got on the phone with Bill Belichick and was asking about Stephon Gilmore yeah. and asking Bill what, what give me some traits give me some ideas give me some thoughts and like Jerry this guy can still play this is what he can do and everybody tells you this guy is really really good in the locker room too he's a leader he's a guy that people like we say look up to so this this is one of those deals fifth round pick. Sure, great, whatever. You know, yeah. that's hey, you got a guy that can legitimately still play. You didn't get a broken football player here. You got a real football player. And and, and he's proven that he's can adapt to different styles, different yeah. schemes. I mean, he's played for this will be his fifth team. He's made the Pro Bowl for three different teams, the Bills, the Patriots, and Carolina. Yeah. Last year, he didn't make the Pro Bowl for Indianapolis, played all 16 games. But he is, he's bounced around, but it seems like he bounced around and has a – in a cornerback, you can do that. You, you cover your guy. You know, yeah. like you kind of know what the yeah. scheme is for the most part. You can adapt. And, and, and Deion Sanders bounced around. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. he was good. Yeah, he was really good. Dallas, San Francisco, right. Baltimore. Finally have a show title now. I could just title the show right now. Broadus compares him to Deion Sanders. There you I go. I can just do that. <laughs> you know what? We need to go to break, but, man, I'm getting freaking excited and pumped <laughs> about the defense already. And I have my little, like, you know, the little devil and the little angel on each side. And one is telling me, stop it, Amber. Chill out. The other one is like, I'm freaking pumped. Like, the the fact that it feels right now to me that you're actually building on the defense, like you're building well, up hey, the, rather than losing people. You still got Dan Quinn. Yeah. You're signing guys to add on or keep here in Dallas and then bringing a guy like that to. And you got the draft that's yeah. really deep in a lot. Still With the, the exception of linebackers, this is a really deep draft. Defensive line, secondary, safeties, however you want to fix this thing or even add on to it like yeah. you're talking so, about. So far, the defense capable. is looking pretty, pretty good right now, mm-hmm. and it looks like they're building. Uh, rather than just losing key players uh, this year. Let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're still going to talk about some of actually the guys that they have lost uh, or that they're moving on from and some of the reports out there so far today. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. 
What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Register now for 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Athletes ages 6 to 16 are invited to learn from the best this summer at AT&T Stadium or Ford Center and the Star in Frisco. Sign up by May 12th. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash camps. Welcome back to the second segment of the break presented by Blockchain.com. There you go, Brian. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the guys that have left uh, the team. We'll start off with Noah Brown. He is supposedly going to the Texans on a one-year deal. Was this a guy that you guys, we talked about it. We ne- didn't necessarily expect him to be back with the Cowboys. No. I thought there was a possibility just, was he signed four contracts? He's had four yeah. opportunities here. He's been here a while. He's been here a while. A long time. Yeah, I think that what we need to do is is to give Noah Brown his credit. He mm-hmm. never was Cedric Wilson or never became what Cedric Wilson was. But you can't talk about the Cincinnati game without talking about Noah Brown and what he was able to do yeah. on five targets with five catches, five really big catches, third down catches, fourth down catches. You know, unfortunately, people remember what happened in the Jacksonville game, you know, that kind of thing. And and with Noah, you know, he gave you everything he had on special teams. That was kind of his calling card. But, you know, they wanted him to be more. And, and he just really was – I think it's a great opportunity for him to go to a new staff there in Houston, try and kind of figure some things out there with, you know, with them. Maybe, maybe he gets a little bit more of a run – to be that guy uh, early in the season, I felt like he got some opportunities here. He just really couldn't; it couldn't materialize like he wanted. But 
you know, Houston will give him an opportunity, you know, if he can fit in with the new quarterback down there, be a good target and, and maybe get him more of a longer term, more security deal in the future. I mean, I haven't gone to look at this, but I mean, the seventh round of the 2017 draft, I would imagine Noah Brown's probably played more games than anyone else in, that picked in the seventh round. Uh, maybe I'm missing a couple of guys, but but I mean, needless to say, he's had a great career based off of where, and he still is. I mean, it's, it's not over. Yeah. I mean, but 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 you got to give him credit. He stays in there, keeps his mouth shut. He just goes up there, he works, and and you know, he's been. Kind of a, a big-bodied receiver, played special teams. They've moved him some to tight end, you know, as a big blocker. But for the most part, he's just a big wide receiver. That I thought if if he's going to be your fifth guy that can play special teams, it's a steal. But you know, you, you can't asking him to do way can't too keep much. doing that. So yeah. yeah, he 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 wants to be probably a three, maybe a two, and uh, Houston, you know. They're not a good football team, you know. They almost beat the Cowboys, but they're almost—they're not—they weren't a good team last year. There's there's room for for you know younger players to to go and succeed, and maybe he'll have a chance to do that. But I got to give him credit though; he he stayed in here a lot longer than I thought he would, and and he had his moments. But yeah, he's he's not going to be your your two number two receiver, and you know at least not for the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, no, he had a good run mm -hmm. here with the Cowboys for a while. Sure did. Uh, my guy, Luke Gifford, that I had so much hope for him uh, just since the moment he got here with the Cowboys. Unfortunately, never really became, uh, to me personally, that type of linebacker mm -hmm. I wanted him to be. But he's now going to the Titans on a two-year deal. Yeah, I think John, uh, John Fossil, special teams coach, probably not happy about that one um, because, you know, he was a core special teams guy, led the team in tackles last year. Uh, again, this is one of those opportunities that he's probably going to get the chance to play some defense, I would imagine, uh, with, with the contract um, that he got. And, and, you know, maybe maybe as a nickel guy and special teams. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think he was one of those players, just like Connor McGovern, which maybe we'll get to, but, but just – you, you want him, here's your number to keep him, and then when they get more than that, you just have to say, all right, good luck to you. Do you see this as a loss for the Cowboys, Brian? Yeah, I think this is one of those that they felt like that that he could have developed into the ability to play more, you know, and that's something that, that when they uh, – Fossil, you know, he was a core special teams guy. You started to see him work into some games, too, and so – it was like maybe three, four snaps, uh, maybe a series, and then you know. But he, he, you know, the guy. I mean, he. If you remember, he he really burst on the scene, you know, in, in a, like preseason. He got hurt with the San Francisco preseason mm -hmm. game, yeah. and, and it hurt his knee. And mm -hmm. but he was he was one of those guys that kept showing up when you know his rookie year, and you're like. Man, they might have got somebody here, and but the special team stuff was really, really good. Heady, smart, knows where to be, can finish as a tackler. You know, that's one of those ones that you know. I hope they don't look back and go, "Man, we we had a vision for the player, we just didn't complete the mission." He goes on and and has a decent uh, decent career, uh, you know, with somebody else. By the way, Nick, uh, Chris Carson in the seventh round of that draft is the only one. That has more catches than Noah Brown. This the running back. Running yeah. back for Seattle. Seattle, yeah, he had 107, and Noah has uh, 82. Mm. So, only one. That's good. Um, Interesting. You know, don't look now, but I think both of the both of the players that lined up at fullback for the Cowboys last year, other than I guess the, 
the tight end McEwen yeah. are gone because you know Gifford did it like yep. for one game. Yeah, and, Mc- and, and McGovern has done it as well. Yeah, you know, and uh, and uh, of course McGovern. It's is, a high market for these fullbacks. I guess. Yeah, if you if you show you can you can block for even a snap or two. Mm-hmm. Well, McGovern is headed to the Bills. Uh, Another guy where yeah. another guy where it was one of those things like yeah we would love to keep you but but you know you can't tell me that Buffalo just woke up Monday morning and decided they wanted to give him that I think he was targeted by them for a long time and that's that's one thing that I think he has to always be pointed out McGovern is a good example for this to me is that when draft experts and Brian is one of them and 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 free agent experts when they do their list of players and all that you're you're doing it based off of fit and scheme for most teams but 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 sometimes a, a, a team can look at it and go you know what that's the guy I want I can I have a vision for the player that's right. a little bit different we see it in the draft you guys will yep. be surprised on draft day that somebody you have as a fourth or fifth round guy goes in the second or third because that team just wants him right and and they can be right or wrong, but but so therefore, I don't think this was a case with McGovern, where I don't think McGovern was on anybody's top 100 free agent list. But the Bills are like, this is the guy we want. This is where we see him, and you know, and that's why these scouting departments do what they do. Yeah, I think the thing with McGovern was with the Cowboys, we we really don't know. Well, maybe you guys know. I know me being at 105.3, the fan, trying to kind of figure out things on the radio side of this whole thing with Tyron Smith. Yeah. You know, we're all trying to figure out, is this sincere about Tyron Smith? Because, you know, it's is there cap savings? Are they going to really bring him back? Are they going to move Tyler Smith to really the left guard? You know, there's there's so much that you really don't know right now. I mean, you you, you know, I was kind of th- sitting there when, when Jerry and Steven and then we're talking at the Senior Bowl, and they were like, no, we're bringing Zeke back. We're bringing Tyron Smith back. And I'm like going – Okay, well, they haven't had their meeting yet. Mm-hmm. They haven't had that meeting where they kind of go, yeah. okay, this is where we are with the cap. This is where we are with playing. You know, we'll see what happens with Elliott. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit. But the the thing about it is with Tyron Smith is, in fact, is he going to come back and play left tackle? Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to go? And then are they going to play Tyler? Me personally, i just like to see Tyler Smith keep playing left tackle. You know, I – I felt like watching Tyron Smith play that everything was going to be okay on that right side with him. Felt like, oh, high-level football. Uh, Tyler, uh, Tyron Smith is, you know, he made the switch. It wasn't the smoothest. It wasn't the most comfortable. And at times they struggled with him over there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a Hall of Fame player, but he moved from the left side to the right side. Are they going to now move him back over to his natural side and move Tyler Smith inside, which – I think Tyler Smith, I mean, you invested really the whole season in him playing left tackle. Yeah. I would like to see him in one spot and just leave. I, I, me too. Me too. And that's kind of where I'm I'm kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where because yeah. the and I'm I'm used to saying all this because of them just letting McGovern go. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, there if 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 Tyron Smith was gone, there might have been more of a fight for McGovern to keep him at that left guard spot. Yeah. yeah, you know, one thing that I, I was told um, yesterday that I, I didn't even think about when he, McGovern first left, but um, he's very forgettable sometimes. But I think there's people in the building that believe that Matt Farniok is yeah. just as good, if not with a higher well, he, ceiling, than McGovern. He played the he played the Tampa game. If you remember the opening game where that yeah. in Tampa or the the game here in Dallas, he it, McGovern gets hurt. 
And they immediately put Farniak in there, and they play. You know, that that was their yeah. guy. So, yeah, to me, Farniak, I see kind of a, just a, a center body I is what too. I see. I don't I see, see him as a big guy. I don't see him as with – Yeah, with I don't go- remember us coming back here well, after a game talking and giving him much well, I mean, he, he stepped in there and did fine because they were blocking Vita Vea and guys like that. I mean, they were – you know, it, it's not easy. But to me, I always – I didn't ever – with McGovern, I see bulk, size – the fact that he could play center, that he could play guard, I think that's why Buffalo did what they did. Mm-hmm. They look at this guy and like, man, this guy's got some versatility. Plus, you know, he's got some toughness about him too. You know, him and Tyler Smith did a nice job over there on that side. Yeah, they really, really did. That wasn't the issue. I think mm-hmm. this this is shaping up pretty well, though. When you talked about the excitement on the defense, you know, I mean, you just you look at what you have on your football team, and and again, and I say this all the time that people like to forget, but this was a good football team. This is a really good team last year. They were one of the top six. There's three in the NFC, three in the AFC. They are one of them, and I promise you this. Um, the the teams that are that were good on the other side, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas City, I would put Philly in there. Only Dallas and San Francisco figured out a way to win without their starting quarterback. I mean, I, I just don't believe that 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 Josh Allen can miss five games for Buffalo and they'd be okay. I know Philly couldn't because we saw what was happening. My point is is that they have a good football team around them and, and that showed last year and now they're 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 adding to it, they're yeah. keeping their guys. And, you know, if you had to go play a game tomorrow, which you don't, but I think that, you know, you're in a good situation there. But to your point, Brian, about Ty- Tyron Smith, it is an interesting thing. I think something will happen uh, today uh, with him. Not, I-, I think he stays on the team, but I think you'll see some news on Tyron Smith today that they're going to keep him here. Uh, but where does he play? That's still a question. See, that's, that's, that's the question I have. If you get the restructure on the deal, mm-hmm. then – you know, is he is he going to be a swing? Is he going to be your is he going to be your Jason Peters? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I'd like to believe that. You know, if that's the case, you know, fine. I think you need to play those young guys. I, I I'll I I've always admitted this, and I and I'll I'll admit it till I leave this business. I was wrong about Terrence Steele. You ran the ball really well with Terrence Steele in there. You didn't run the ball as well with uh, with Tyron Smith playing over there. You just didn't. Yeah. And you know, and so. The quicker they could get Terrence Steele back. Now, the thing about Steele, real quick, his guy's gone. Joe Philbin is no longer in the building. Can Mike Solari continue the growth of what we've seen with, with, uh, with, with Terrence Steele? And you know, and the growth with well, let's go and Ball and Farniak and you know, and these guys as well. well let's go. That might that might be another. Well, what, well, let's go might be the one. He might factor I, I'm kind of the the Ball one. I'm kind of got one foot in the parking lot on. He's kind of. But with with let's go, he's missing like he's got the subluxation problem with the shoulder. They get it fixed. He comes back in in training camp and he looks better. He, he hadn't practiced all year. They throw him in a preseason game and he looks better than the guy that's been practicing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that might be the one that all of a sudden it's like ah that light came on. Oh, he got opportunity. Oh, you know a coach is helping him out here. That's that's the yeah. one I'm keeping an those, eye on. Those guys that come back after their first year and, yeah. and, and even the, their second year and see what they look like in the weight room. Yeah. You know, well, let's go. has got that tall frame. Yeah, like to see what happens with the whole fill that with, thing out. Yeah. Whole, you know, year on the offseason. Same with Farniok too. So, um, you know, with Steele coming back from the injury too, that you know maybe this is a situation like, hey, it'll it'll work itself out, you know. But you're right about Tyler Smith. 
I just and I said it a couple shows ago about Tyrone Crawford. I just don't want him to be a guy. It's that playing you, a thousand that you, positions. That you just move him around yeah. because he can do it when when you're stunting his growth. And I mean growth. Yeah, you to can't be, reach your max to be an your all max pro. potential yeah. by yeah. moving around. You got to stick to one spot, especially. At, at Larry Allen age. moved around a little bit though, didn't he? He did, but the, the <laughs> thing about Larry Allen though is that I, I don't have a good answer for this. I, the, the, but the thing with especially with a young guy, Larry Allen was an established. I know, yeah. you know and I know. Yeah, I know yeah. But he was, you know, to me, Tyler Smith at left tackle is is a is a good deal, you know. And I, that's your future. Yeah, that is your future. And you know, and, and the minute that we and I and I hate to say this because I don't want to be this guy, but I I'll be this guy. The the thing about it is, every time we talk about Tyron Smith, it's like, well, when is that? When's that time? When's that time when? Oh well, he. Woke up with back tightness today. Yeah, oh, right. woke up with a shoulder issue. Oh, well, you know, and you know, we were watching practice here out here at the at the star, and and all of a sudden he's on the ground, and you're like, did he hit anybody? You know, yeah. did he what? Oh, well, what he ripped the hamstring me the off. Most is yeah, him. Yeah, not like him wanting to still be here. Still do it. Yeah. And oh no, the fact. No, like, no, the fact that he. your body going to tell you? No, like, no, okay, the fact that he even moved over to right tackle. I mean, I think that's why the Cowboys are doing this. Yeah. Or staying on this, I think the I think the Cowboys are looking at this. The front office and the coaches are saying, "This Hall of Fame left tackle saw with the situation and moved over to the right side to try and help the team." Mm-hmm. That's you know his contract. When you look at tackles throughout the history, he was grossly underpaid. I'm sorry to the cap guys if they're listening today. But you guys did a great job of getting that contract done. Because if you look at the grand scheme of thing of, of what tackles make, he was kind of underpaid for yeah. that contract that he was. But and, that's that's what that's Tyron Smith. And that's what Zach Martin is too. When you look at what you know yeah. that they signed Zach Martin to a deal a few years ago and they they, they still kind of move his money yeah. around and all that, and you're seeing what Lindstrom you know, I guess is he a center from the guy from Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. He's a, oh, I don't he's a, watch. He's a guard. He's a guard. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, was he making like a hundred million? I mean, like, oh no, it's crazy. Yeah, and so Tyron could have done that every year. You know, yeah. he really could have. Yeah, he could, every year he could have said that. Let's uh, take our oh. no our final break because we're about to hit the end of the show. So and we do need to take a break. Let's take the break. We'll keep the conversation going and we'll also kind of uh, get into some of the reports that are kind of floating around social media today. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. 
Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. Country Music's Party of the Year is coming to Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. The Academy of Country Music Awards is always bringing you country's music's brightest stars together under one roof. And no one does country like Texas. Witness history on May 11th. Limited tickets remain. Get yours at SeatGeek.com. Welcome back to the third segment of the break. Uh, We only have five minutes left if we're planning on finishing on time. So... Let's get into some of the reports out there. This is not official or anything. The team, we haven't heard officially from the Cowboys and what they're doing. But the reports floating around social media right now is that Ezekiel Elliott, he's supposedly going to get released Mm -hmm. from the Cowboys and that they didn't manage to work out a deal between the two. And this is something that has been kind of speculated for a while. Uh, We have heard weeks ago, even right after the season, possibly them working out a deal where Zeke would take a pay cut and still manage to stay on the team. But this is something that wouldn't necessarily be surprising just because of how things have been kind of falling Um, and, and knowing that it would possibly be hard to keep both running backs together. We know Tony Pollard got the tag. So where is where's the situation? What's what's happening, Nick? What what can you say or what is it. expected? I think you've covered it all. <laughs> no, I, I think Zeke. Um, we'll we'll see what happens, but you know this is one of those things where there's smoke, there's fire, and uh, there's a lot of smoke about this. We've talked about it. We said that 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 we think I've said it. I don't know about we, but I think I think we've all kind of agreed that it probably makes the most sense to to do that. You know, I, I don't to to release him. Um, you know they don't want to lower his salary like the, like what they need him to do to be on this team to me he's going to if he was on this team he'd be the third running back cuz you have to draft one with tony pollard as a franchise tag you have to draft a good one and then you got those two guys and then where does Zeke f- fall in last year's third running back made 800 700,000 malik davis mm. that's you're not going to offer him that so i just think it's 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 time it, it it's run its course and It'll probably happen. Uh, that's what we've said before, and I think you know, based off of reports, they're probably not wrong. We'll see what happens later today or tomorrow. Yeah, that's uh, you know, it's it's a it was a heck of a run if that's yeah. the case. And you know, like I said, they they've uh, you know, there it, it reminds me so much of. I remember, I, I think this. Well, okay, I think this is different from the Des Bryant thing that we all went through. Remember that Nick and and Amber when when it when it was like. We're waiting for that. Are they going to do something? What are they going to do? They're not going to let him get into free agency. What's going on? Why are they holding? We get to April. You know, it's like Dez and Jerry. I remember, I remember like 
I remember bumping into Dez in the hallway. I was over at the video department visiting with Robert Blackwell. And Dez came bouncing down the hall. He was meeting with Jerry there in the in the war room right there next to the – and I remember, you know, he's like, he was all so happy in this, that, and the other. And I'm like, oh, well, great. And then, you know, seven minutes later, he's hustling out of here because it was over, you know. And we've seen – we've seen him move on from guys. We've seen him move on from mm-hmm. – we've seen him move on from where – from you know they've moved on from Terrell Owens they've moved on for some from some guys here they moved on from Tony Romo you know so uh, you know this is one of those kinds uh, one of those times I think I think Zeke did everything he could to help you win football games and but just towards the point now where the contract is too much for for what you're for what you're trying to do you know or the way that the, the way he's playing you know it's weird and, and it's it's a sad day for me because I haven't experienced this yet. I haven't experienced a, a key player, a key member of the team, a guy that you drafted, a guy that was a star for your team, and then let's say he does get released. I haven't lived through that, through the beginning and ending of a star player for the Cowboys. So it's just very uh, sat from from my eyes you know it's just it's it sucks and I still I I would have loved to keep Zeke but I do understand like Nick mentioned the the business aspect of it and the financial aspect and how it just doesn't seem like it's a right well that's the thing about it is that you know teams get accused of keeping players too long you know and there's people probably will argue with the Cowboys that they kept Zeke probably too long yeah but the fact that they they're willing to you know potentially again nothing official here yeah. nothing official but uh, all indications are kind of uh, we're like Nick says with the smoke there's fire you just you feel like that uh, that we've seen Zeke for the last time and I hate to say it was him playing center in a in a game for the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> Yeah, that was the last play. <laughs> all right, well, that is all the time we have for today. Um, potentially a big day for for the Cowboys and free agency. Uh, we'll see what kind of moves happen today, what kind of other big signings or releases, potential releases happen today. Uh, make sure to stay tuned on the website, DallasCowboys.com. We have a pretty cool tracker up there of free agency that you can go in, check it out, and you just – easily see everything that has been happening with signing or guys that have parted ways with the Cowboys. So that's an easy way to keep track of everything that's going on. And I don't think right. anything Draft else show next. Add. Draft show is about to come up yeah. next. And anyone that speaks Spanish, after draft show, we have some of <laughs> Cowboys on there. All right. Thank you so much for Nick Eman, Brian Broaddus, and Member Garcia. This has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!